This is The Good List. I'm Tish Oxenreiter. This is an idea. There's a small movie that came out about 25 years ago. You may have seen it. It's called Waiting for Guffman. It's one of the first of a string of mockumentaries put out by Christopher Guest, also known as the Six-Fingered Man and the Princess Bride. He helped put the genre of mockumentaries on the map. You know, the fake documentaries we're so used to seeing these days, like Parks and Rec and The Office. Anyway, this movie is about community theater. More specifically, about a questionably talented director and a cast of a local production of a musical about the small town in which it's set. The origin story, in other words. It's a really bizarre movie, and I loved it the first time I saw it. But I loved it because I love weird humor and awkward characters and narrowly focused niche storylines. I didn't really think much about what it was really about until much, much later. Namely, when my own teen daughter got super into what it's all about, community theater. And now I think of that weird movie every few months whenever it's tech week for one of her local shows, and all the tropes come out to play. And I love every second of it. So yeah, I am talking about the idea of supporting community theater, or community art in whatever form it comes in. This includes local author book readings, open mic nights, musician gigs at coffee shops or small venues, visual art showings at various places, poetry readings, and even buskers on street corners. Whatever art resonates with you, this is about supporting it on a local level. And if this idea is new to you, or if the idea has held some appeal to you for a while, but you're not sure where to begin, I suggest community theater. And if you've never been, I can't guarantee things in every corner of the globe. But in general, it's typically much better than Red, White, and Blaine, the musical from Waiting for Government. We're talking about your neighbors, kids, and friends working hard to create art for you to enjoy. So I'll get into how supporting local theater has made my own life better and why I think it's a good idea for you as well right after this short break. I'll be right back. Hey guys, I'm thrilled that Third Love continues to be a sponsor of The Good List because holy moly, I really love this company. Third Love specializes in making the most comfortable and best-fitting bras ever. With a range of more than 80 unique sizes of bras, this means they're really, really good at it. I've got four Third Love bras personally, and they're just about the only ones I wear. I've got their famous t-shirt bra, the lace contour plunge bra, the classic strapless bra, and my newest one is the perfect coverage racerback bra. This last bra, the racerback, is the one I wear with my more sporty t-shirts and tank tops without the straps showing. You can find your perfect bra with their online Fit Finder quiz that takes less than a minute to help you discover which of their over 80 sizes, including half cup, will be perfect for you. I took this same quiz way back in the beginning when I first became a customer and it got my size exactly right. No matter what, with their 100% fit guarantee, you'll have 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, returns and exchanges are free and easy. And what's super cool about Third Love is that they donate all their gently used return bras to women in need, supporting charities in their local San Francisco Bay Area and across the U.S. So far, they've donated over $15 million in bras. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering my listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash goodlist. That's goodlist with no space to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. One more time, that's thirdlove.com slash goodlist for 15% off. All right, we're back. 
Community theater productions are in almost every city in town, big or small. So it's a safe bet that there's probably one not too far from you. But if you're like me, they weren't just really on my radar until my own kid got into it. Now, I did ballet and other types of dance for many, many years as a kid, so I was already into watching performance art, but I'll confess that up until recently, I felt like my high standards meant it wasn't worth the money to spend on tickets to stuff unless I knew it'd be really good. This meant I would only go to ballets or musicals or concerts once every few years for the professional stuff. And I'm embarrassed to admit that I flat out didn't patronize local productions of things because I simply thought it wouldn't be very good. Well, I'm glad to say that in almost every case, I've been wrong. I started going to youth theater productions when my kids started going to school with other kids into theater. So we'd watch their shows and I'd walk away really impressed with the quality. Here was a group of kids who in just a few months time would put on a really well done show thanks to both their own hard work and good attitude and the many hours behind the scenes from the adults who love them and love theater. And just like that, as youth theater got on my radar, I started noticing it everywhere. We live in a small town right off the historic square, where there's a literal old theater that looks straight out of an old movie. And sure enough, I started noticing that they put on regular plays and musicals all year long. It was like one of those moments when suddenly your new-to-you car is everywhere. Oh, so people have been doing community theater a few blocks from my house this whole time? Hmm. Fine arts departments of colleges and universities have an entire season lineup of productions, as do many smaller venues for local shows, both professional and amateur. So I started going to more and more shows, and wouldn't you know it, I've been happily surprised. They've been really great, like really, really well done. It turns out I didn't have to wait for the professionals to come through my town every few years. So all this is great, you might be thinking, but who cares? Art and theater is good and all, but why does it matter that I specifically and purposely go to community productions, especially if I don't have a kid or friend in the show? Because that was truly my posture only a few years ago. I understand. Well, I can't make any guarantees that your life will magically change like in a musical, but here are a few ways this idea has made my own life better. And then you can decide for yourself if it might make your own life better too. First, My going to local theater means I'm providing a way for the people around me to create their art. And I believe we have an innate need to create something. All sorts of studies show how creating art is part of alleviating depression and is a healthy form of self-expression. And doing it in a community creates easy access places where people feel like they belong. My daughter's theater group has countless examples of kids who formerly didn't feel like they belonged anywhere or who struggled socially and emotionally, who then find their tribe of people and completely bloom in the sort of nourishing soil. So when I go to their productions, it's like I'm voting for this kind of thing to happen around me locally. And this means I'm living in a community that has a way for people to create art and thus become healthier people. And I don't know about you, but I want to live in a community like that. I want to be around families and individuals who have a way to be artistic. And then secondly, this is also good for me. I actually need to consume art regularly in my life, and I'll wager you do too, because I also feel like this is innate in us. If you're especially sensitive to this kind of thing, like me, you'll notice when your breath catches in your throat at an especially glorious sunset, or a really great chorus in a song, or a movie that completely moves you. Or even those small moments, like tearing up at a commercial or paying attention to a flower that's slowly blooming in your yard. All of this points to this thing in you that craves beauty, 
And that's what art is. It's beauty realized. So I've learned that I need this in my life regularly. And I was getting this, but in other forms, and usually by the trusted professionals, quote, you know, movies, published books, albums. But it turns out I need the sort of art created by my neighbors as well. And then lastly, I genuinely enjoy this form of art. And it's nice not to have to wait until the professionals come in or for me to go to New York or London and spend tons of money. I don't need to be a snob about the art I consume. Just like I like a good BBC period drama series and an old-fashioned binge watch of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I don't need to save up my pennies to just see well-known artists perform. I can actually enjoy good theater in my neighborhood. It's fun to go to Broadway shows when you're visiting New York City or to go out of town every now and then for a concert, but I can make enjoying art a regular part of my life when I participate in things like supporting community theater. So now, how could this work for you? Well, first off, if you're interested in the idea of theater, look it up. Search for a community theater plus name of your town or area, and you'll find tons of options. More than you'll know what to do with, most likely. And then just go to an upcoming show. If you don't like it, well, then you tried it, so at least you know. But if you're like me, you might find you like it a whole heck of a lot more than you thought you would. And if community theater's not your thing, try something else. Or if you're on a budget, because I know theater, professional, or amateur can add up, add other sorts of art to your life. The next time you pass someone playing an instrument on the street and they're not half bad, stop and listen for, I don't know, like a few minutes and then toss a dollar or two into their tip jar. So there, you just infused your day with a bit of art for almost no time. Or when you go to a coffee shop and there's someone playing music, don't turn around. Believe me, I get that there are times when you just need quiet or you just want to talk to your friend. But actually look up and take in the music every now and then, maybe clap for the artist and leave a dollar for them as you leave. Or if you're at that coffee shop or restaurant or your library and there's art, visual art from local artists hanging on the wall, stop and soak it in for a minute or two longer than your usual walk past without even looking at it. These are all ways to slow down, pause, and notice the work done by your neighbors and friends for almost no money or time. If your community has a listing of events, and they almost always do, check out what's in your local area in the next few weeks and see if you can go check it out. Go hear an author at a bookstore or a library, go watch a college orchestra or choral concert, or as I'm focusing on in this particular episode, go check out a play or musical production. You might be surprised how much you enjoy it. And yes, do this to support the work of others. So definitely go to your niece's recital, your son's friend's play. In fact, it's what I'll be doing this next week. It's my daughter's theater company's show week, where a large group of really talented kids are putting on Fiddler on the Roof, and it should be really great. So, hey, if you're in the area, the local Austin area, you might want to check it out. I'll go ahead and put a link to how you can buy tickets in the show notes, just in case. But also, do it for you. You need art in your life more than you probably realize, and you need to notice the art done by your community for your community more than you probably realize. This is definitely true for me. And I always leave whatever art I just took in in a better mood, in a better mood about the world I live in, both nearby and at large. And that's really, really good and healthy for me. And I bet it's true for you, too. Hello, my name's Jessica, and I am from Skagit County in Washington State. And I would love to have an idea 
um, on the good list. And that is an idea that is not mine, but one that I participate in. Um, there is a woman, her name is Deanna, um, here in Skagit County that has a flower farm called Twig and Vine. And through her flower farm, she has a project called Growing Kindness. And Growing Kindness is all about spreading the love of flowers um, as a surprise and delight to anybody. And so she encourages people to grow flowers and simply give them away um, just to bring a little joy, to spark some happiness, um, to open up doors to conversation and just really build community. Uh, she's doing a lot of great work um, in her community and really nationwide the program is, is spreading. So um, I'm very excited to be a part of that and to grow beautiful flowers to give away and just encourage everybody else to do the same. So go check her out. Uh, she's at Twig and Vine, and it's just simply lovely. Thank you. If you enjoy this podcast and you don't yet get my free weekly email, I would love for you to sign up. It's a short email I send out most Friday mornings, and it's called Five Quick Things. It's where I share five things I either created or loved from that week, and I keep them short and sweet, ideally under a minute to read, because I'm not a big fan of super long emails that constantly show up in my inbox. So I'm going to guess you're not either. Go to fivequickthings.email and you'll find where you can sign up. It's short weekly goodness in your inbox every week. And every once in a blue moon, I may send you an occasional additional letter. But I'm here to respect your inbox because I like it when people do the same with mine. Five Quick Things is the free thing I send out as part of my larger newsletter called Books and Crannies, which means on Friday mornings, I get to say hey and share some goodness with a whole heck of a lot of you, like tens and tens of thousands. So again, join those good folks and sign up for my free weekly letter at fivequickthings.email. When I hang out online, I'm mostly on Twitter at Tish and sometimes on Instagram at Tish Oxenrider. You can also find a transcript in the show notes of this episode, number 12, at thegoodlistshow.com. And like always, I want to hear from you. Leave a voicemail at 401-684-GOOD, which goes directly to voicemail, or record your voice and email the voice file. Just state your name, where you're from, and what idea, work of art, habit, or thing is making your life just a bit better. And who knows, maybe I'll feature you here on The Good List. For reminders on how to do this and everything else I've talked about, once more, just go to thegoodlistshow.com. Thanks so much to Jessica for sharing her current idea that's making her good list. Music for the show is by Kevin McLeod. And thanks as always to Caroline Tassell for her help, as well as my furry intern, Jenny. I'm Tish Oxenrider. Thanks for listening to The Good List.